into government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. Republican gains the midterm elections. Let's talk about it in our roundtable with Chris Christie, Donna Brazil, our congressional correspondent Rachel Scott, and we want to welcome our newest ABC contributor, Maria Elena Salinas. Welcome. Good to have you here. Great to be here. Uh, so, so, Donna, you see he, Mitch McConnell referenced 1994, complete bloodbath for Democrats. Is that what it's going to take for Democrats to hold on, survive in midterm elections for Republicans to screw up? Absolutely, George. And all we have to do is wait over the next 37 days as 11 or 12 states hold their primaries. You have big primaries in Ohio and, and North Carolina, Pennsylvania, where the, pre the former president has already tipped the scales in support of one candidate over another. The Republicans are essentially running on fumes. They're running on the energy of 2020, which is the big lie. Democrats are running on an economy that's roaring back, that is... Uh, fighting inflation that is helping the Ukrainians. Democrats will run on what they've delivered. Republicans are going to run on the fumes of 2020. <laughs> fumes of 2020? <laughs> Come on. We're running on the gas that Joe Biden giving us at $5 a gallon. That's what we're running on. We're running on $5 gasoline. We're running on 8.5% inflation. We're running on a failed withdrawal from Afghanistan. We are running on a president who and, and a Democratic Party that their own party, people like Larry Summers and Joe Manchin, just said this week created this inflation 
through the rescue plan in January. So I, I said this last week, I'm more than thrilled for Donna and her group to continue to run on what's happened over the last 15, 16 months. If they do, it will be, I don't know if it'll be a 1994 bloodbath, because I don't think there's enough seats left in play, George, to get to those numbers. But I think you could see a 35 to 40 seat win for the Republicans in the House if it continues. And you could see us at 52 or 53 in the All right, first of all, let me just, let me take back. Okay, here, welcome to Life from America anyway, ladies and gentlemen. You're locked and loaded right here on LFA. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire, and it is a blessing and an honor to be here with you on this Monday evening, the Monday after Jesus has risen. Folks, um... Let me just get right into this cold open real quick. Number one, this just goes to show you how out of touch both rhinos and Democrats are with the situation at hand. This goes to show you how out of touch they are when it comes to what's going on in your living room and at your dinner table and mine as well. Number one, let's go to Chris Crispy Cream Christie for a second because he said, well, it might not be a bloodbath of 94, but if, if we keep going on this path, I can see the, the Republicans picking up 35 seats in the House, maybe two seats in the Senate. Okay, well, let me inform you, Chris, Krispy Kreme Christie. 35 would be a disappointment. It would be a failure. 40 would be a disappointment. We're looking at 70 to 100 seats. That's what we're focused on. Now, we understand the GOP is so far out of touch, they can't understand any of what's going on. They don't even realize that their own party is being taken out from under them. They might say they realize it, but they don't believe it because they have that elitist way of thinking. Okay, so as long as Chris Krispy Kreme Christie continues to think that we're only going to get 35, that lets me know how far out of touch that the elitist rhinos really are when it comes to their own party and their own base. Now, well, because their own base belongs to Trump now. It's been hijacked. Sorry. And let's move on to the cheater, Donna Brazil, the one who said the Republicans are running on fumes. They're running on the big lie. Well, you actually did cheat, and you got questions from Hillary Rodham Clinton for the debate. So these two parties, the Democrats and the old-school GOP rhino Republicans, they're both on their way to a big loss in this country. The Democrats' party will be destroyed, and the Republican Party that we all once knew is already destroyed. Okay? We're, not, we're doing everything that we have to do in order to take this party over, and it's already done. And that means we've exposed you rhinos. Chris Crispy Cream Crispy. Okay? Dan uh, Jack Sparrow Crenshaw. Okay? Mom... Uh, Mitt Mom Jeans Romney, gone. You guys are all gone. Little ankle biter, action figure, Adam Schiff, gone. Yellow Teletubby, Liz Cheney, gone. Bye. You're gone. Your whole way of thinking is gone. Your archaic way of governing is gone. Don't even try. Don't even try to grasp at it. That's why Krispy Kreme found himself on MSNBC or CNN or whatever that was from that fake news organization that I played in the beginning of the program. Gone. The good old days for the GOP are gone. You good old boys, it's over with. 
It's over with. You're dealing with a whole new Republican Party. The reason why I wanted to play that cold open for you this morning, I mean this evening, excuse me, got mixed up with the morning show, is because I wanted to show you how out of touch the entire Democratic Party is and a good portion of the Republican Party. And it really stinks that we have to fight not only the evil of the Democratic Communist Party, but we also had to fight the Republican Party. That's what we've been doing for the last, since November 3rd. We've been fighting both parties. Actually, if you really want to get technical, we've been fighting both parties since 2016. Since 2016. Now, we thought that the GOP actually came around and saw things our way, but it turns out we found out in 2020 they did not. You also got Mike Pence out there running around, running his gums, bumping his gums. We're going to be talking about that loser here in a little while. Anyway, let's get into some emails, shall we? We have a prayer request here from Sharon. Sharon says, I have a prayer request for myself and my granddaughter, River. On Friday, I went to an appointment and the doctor found a lump on her left breast. Next step is to get an ultrasound and a diagnostic test, which will not be until May 3rd. Because it's a special test they only do once a week. I prayed about it. Put my worries to God. It was shocking news, of course. So the waiting will be difficult. Then she found out that her daughter told her that one of her granddaughters was suicidal. And they were taken to the hospital for behavioral reasons. I don't want to really get into the, to the depths of a lot of this because I don't know how personal it is. And I know I've already went into the medical history, but if you guys could please, please pray for that family, for what they're going through, I would very much appreciate it because it takes a lot of courage to reach out and ask for prayers for, from somebody, but it takes even more courage to ask for prayers and tell people why. And to get that far in depth with what was going on internally with their family, that's not easy. So we're going to ask for prayers for that family. From Susan Geyer. Just hit 71 years old. My Lord and Savior gave me another day to keep blessing him. Isn't that something? What a great way to think. Susan Geyer, 71 years old. Happy birthday, my dear. I hope it is a great birthday. And you know, here on Life from America, we feel that everybody, especially a woman, should get happy birthday sung to her at any age. So while I'm no... You know, Elvis Presley or anything like that. Let's go ahead. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Susan. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, young lady. And we hope you have a wonderful 71st birthday. Here from Jim and Barbara Peters, people who watched the show for quite a while and I've had the honor of meeting them a couple times. She says, Jim and I heard our names mentioned this morning on the show, and Jim asked me, did you ask for a shout-out? To which I replied, nope. He's a good friend and remembers us, as he does so many others, who are very important to him. Now, there was a lot more in the email, but my producer highlighted that part because it's truly, um, it's, it's an honor to meet you guys when I'm out on the Save America Freedom Tour, and I get to meet you face-to-face. I'll never forget you or what you've done for this show. And I just want to say thank you to all of you. One more here from Sharon. Sharon says, thank you, Jeremy, for being there for so many people. Your show has helped me through some very rough times. I am in the sixth month of recovery from cancer surgery, plus I got COVID, and I'm doing much better now. I've been watching for about a year now, and I can hardly ever make it through the Lord's Prayer without crying. God bless you and your family and all 
who help you. Well, well, amen. Speaking of the Lord, let's go to the Lord right now. I want to thank you for your emails. Keep them coming. I know sometimes we get to them a little late, but that's just because there's thousands coming in. And, uh, and we'll read them as we get to them. April 18th, my youngest daughter's birthday. She turned four, from four to five. She came down the stairs this morning. She goes, Dad, I'm five. And I said, yeah, you are. She goes, I don't feel five. I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm five. I said, yeah, well, I feel like I'm 42, but that's okay. You might not feel like you're five, but you are. So anyway, here we go. April 18th, year of our Lord, 2022. <clears throat> this, this is when my grace is the most precious and glorious. When you know you cannot go another step without it. Have you been there? I have. Do not be ashamed of your weakness. Boast about them. Boast about your weaknesses. Through them, you are learning to depend more on me so that my power may dwell in you. From 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says, The Lord has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. And from Ephesians 2, 5, and 7, it says, God made us alive together with Christ, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. And before you turn out the light tonight, do you believe that my grace is enough? What will you do to reinforce this truth tomorrow? What will you do tomorrow that's different than you did today to reinforce the truth that God's grace is enough? Folks, let's go to the Lord right now. Please, if you are wearing a hat, we ask that you remove one. Again, I have a lot of people say to me, you don't need to remove your hat in the grace of God. You can go to God however you are. And I'm not saying that I disagree with that. I'm just asking you to do it here on this show because I feel that it is, it does show respect. So here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I hope you had a wonderful Easter weekend. I hope it was filled with nonstop worship and praise to the God that gave you life as we get into this first commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. I want to thank you for being here tonight. I want to thank you to the entire Real America's Voice audience and team for having us. And we'll be right back right after this. And let's go to the live audience here real quick. So you guys want to know something? I got to tell you, I got to tell you a story. So last Friday, if you remember, I was trying to cut the commercials early and not really have a, a commercial time to sit here and talk because I was trying to get out of here in order to get to the, uh, the, um, the good Friday service. And, uh, weirdest story. I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, I got done the show. It was like five after six. Right. And I said to myself, I said, how did that happen? I literally didn't do any talking to anybody during the commercial breaks. How did that happen? Well, it's because I had so many stories <laughs> that I wanted to go through that I didn't, uh, 
I didn't take two stories out of the lineup. I only have time for so many stories. And I had it so that there were two extra stories in the lineup that were uh, turned out to be great for the social media audience and for the Live from America original uh, uh, family, but the Real America's Voice News team did not get those two stories. And it was the two stories that came at the end of the show in the last segment, uh, second to last segment. So I was like, I, I ended up getting done, and, and Eli goes, I thought you were going to get out of here a few minutes early. And I go, I thought I was. And turns out we just did too many stories. And hey, you know what? Better to have more and not need than need and not have enough. I want to give a big shout out to the folks who've already donated during Rumble Rants. We've got Netsky says Easter blessings to Eli. Mocha Power, $35. Eli, you're doing an amazing job. Thank you. Um, Malin, Malin M123, $25. And thank you very much. God bless. Carla Reynolds, what a wonderful donation. Thank you. Miranda Dolan, she says, Dear Lord Jesus, be with Sharon's family. We, we rebuke this lump in her breath. Oh, man, what a great. You guys are wonderful people. You know that? And I know that the people that ask for prayers are definitely, definitely feeling your love. Ice cream for Lily. Happy birthday, sweetie, from Art and Anna. Well, you think, thank you guys both very much. Thank you very much. She's, uh, she's definitely um, getting cake and ice cream, that's for sure. Um, hello from Bonita. Michigan, I want to shout out Bonnie from Michigan, Bonnie 1955. Well, God bless you, girl. You get your shout out. And I do want to go over to uh, Eli's Facebook page real quick. Linda Kaiser, Kaiser, Jeffrey Dufour. I'm so, I'm so late for my show. Well, you know what? Better late than never, my friend. If you guys could do me a share, that would be good. Do me a solid. I'd like to see 200 shares on his Facebook page. I'd like to see 1,000 shares overall, guys. It's the way we get through and break through the glass ceiling. Uh, Brenda Lafayette Robbins is on Facebook as well. God bless you. And Deb Cattell. And of course, from New Hampshire, Susie Fleming. How are you? Good to see you. I never get over there to that Facebook page because I'm not used to having it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't have Facebook. So to go over to somebody else's page and see the uh, comments is rare, but I do see them and I want to thank you. And hello, Tina. Hello, Matt. And hello, Suzanne Vermontis. It's good to see you guys. God bless you. And thank you all very much. Uh, Joe Bo says, I'm in Facebook jail. Well, that's what I, <laughs> I lived in Facebook jail when I was there. So I hear you, my friend. All right, let's get back to this first and foremost section because it is on fire coming in hot today. So here we go. Folks, once again, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America here on Real America's Voice News, where you get real news and honest views. And uh, I am Jeremy Harrell from the great state of New Hampshire. Every single day, we start out with a first and foremost section to really kick off the news. But you got to lift your cups up, folks. We got to have a nice slurp of coffee to really kick the engine into high gear. People say, Jeremy, you talk too fast. Blame it on the coffee. It ain't my fault. Here we go. This is the first and foremost section in today. Folks, great news. A U.S. federal judge. You might have heard this by now. If not, if you waited until Live from America to hear it, then God bless you. A U.S. federal judge has overturned President Biden's unlawful and ridiculously stupid mask mandate on public transportation. Now, I've been saying for months, anytime that I had to fly or anytime that I was in or near an airport and I heard the announcement, I'm sure if anybody's flown in the last couple of years, you've heard this announcement. 
and the announcement, whether it's on the plane or whether it's in the airport, please keep your mask above your nose and below your chin as it is a federal law. Federal law requires you to wear your mask in the appropriate position. Any kind of violation of this federal law and you could be uh, removed from the flight and the aircraft and fined and possibly, you know, whatever. Long story short, it's not a federal law. It was never a federal law. It never went through the House. It never went through the Senate. And it never made its way to the illegitimate resident Biden's desk for approval. So hence, it was never a law. They lied every single time. Every single time they lied to every passenger in that airport or on those planes. But it's great, great news when we can see a federal judge finally standing up for each and every one of us. And guess what? It was in Florida. Now, the bad part about that is, is the U.S. District Court of Appeals that, de- that, that deals with, with overseeing uh, this federal judge's court is, is in Atlanta, okay? However, it would then make its way up to the Supreme Court. And I will tell you, if this is challenged, which, is, which it has not been yet, but if this is challenged by the DOJ, if this is challenged by Biden in any way, it'll make its way to the appellate courts and then it'll make its way to the Supreme Court. Um, and lately, last few months, the Supreme Court has not been very kind to Joe Biden's uh, blanket federal mandates when it comes to COVID vaccines or masks. Now, at a state level, they've been letting us down left and right. But the good thing is on a national level, they've been pretty much against Biden from the very beginning. And this is another slap in the face to Joe Biden and the people that are puppeting him. The U.S. federal court judge in Florida ruled today that Biden's mask mandate on public transportation, including airports and transit hubs, is, quote, unlawful because it exceeded the statutory authority of the CDC and it violated the administrative law. The U.S. district judge was named Catherine Kimball Mizell, M-I-Z-E-L-L-E overturned Biden's mask mandate, claiming it unconstitutional. Quote, the court concludes that the mask mandate exceeds the CDC's statutory authority and violates the procedures required for agency rulemaking under the Administrative Procedure Act. We have been saying that since day one. It's amazing how right the commoners like you and myself are. It's amazing how educated we seem to be in comparison to the people who are supposed to be handling this kind of stuff, and they just either don't know the law, which could be, or they don't care, and they're violating the law, which is probably more like it. Quote, the court declares unlawful and vacates the, the mask mandate, remanding it to the CDC for further proceedings consistent with this order, she added. The court directs the clerk to terminate resident Joseph R. Biden Jr. as a defendant to this action to enter final judgment in favor of plaintiffs as prescribed in this order and to close this case immediately, she concluded. The Transportation Secretary Administration and Federal Aviation Administration declined to comment. The White House and the CDC um, did not immediately comment as well. The Florida lawsuit was filed by a group called the Health Freedom Defense Fund in July 2021. And here we are in April of 2022, and it's just now being heard. That is how slow the courts are in this country. And that's another thing that needs to stop ASAP. Okay? It needs to stop ASAP. 
the CDC first issued a public health order requiring masks in interstate transportation on February of 2021. The TSA issued a security directive to enforce the CDC order. The judge sent the issue back to the CDC. It was not immediately clear if the judge's order would take effect immediately or not. Last week, the Biden regime announced to extend the travel mask mandate for another two weeks until it until they extend it again, because you all remember two weeks to flatten the curve, right? Remember that the current travel mask mandate was set to expire today. According to the Associated Press, who lies constantly, the Biden regime is extending it for at least two more weeks to monitor an uptick in COVID-19 cases. Guess what? No, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. You're not doing that. And here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, if you fly at the risk of at least at least not being able to catch your flight. If you really want to make a stand, do not wear your mask. If I was flying in the next week or two, I'd have to have a camera on me the entire time because I definitely, now that this um, federal judge ruling came down, I would be on that plane without a mask. You'd have to kick me off because guess what? You cannot get legally in trouble for it. They might be able to kick you off claiming policy rules, but you cannot get in any trouble for it. So another big blow to the Biden regime when it surrounds um, COVID-19 and the mandates and the, and the masks and everything else they've tried to implement on us, the American people. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. Joe, you are completely swinging from the hip with no bat. Just like when you turn to shake somebody's hand and they weren't even there. So, folks, I think this is uh, I think this federal judge is definitely entitled to the Smarty Awards. Let's go ahead and do that today. Smarty Award of the day here on April 18th, 2022 goes to that fearless federal judge coming out of the state of Florida. You know, I remember when everybody said the greatest things come out of Texas. Only big and great things come out of Texas, but it looks like Ron DeSantis is challenging Texas for that number one spot. Let's move on, ladies and gentlemen, because I have some more good news. Actually, some really amazing news. Maybe just as good as the one that I just shared for you right now, and that is Republican registrations for voting, voter registrations, in battleground swing states is literally burying Democrat voter registrations. You thought it was bad just in the state of Florida? No, it's nationwide. Meaning this, the left is going to have to find brand new and very, very extensive ways of cheating in order to steal this election. Okay, because they're not going to be able to do everything they did in 2020 They've already been exposed and new laws in most of these states have already been enacted to where they won't be able to do half of the cheating that they did. They needed to do all of the cheating that they did in order to steal the election, and they barely did it then. They're really not going to be able to do it this time, folks. They're going to have an extra hard time this time around. Here we go. Republicans are burying Democrats in new voter registrations. This is happening in state after state, including battleground states of Pennsylvania, Florida, North Carolina, Iowa, and Nevada. Democrats will have to cheat extra hard this November if they want to uh, expect to control the United, can continue to control the United States of America. But check this out. Florida, the GOP has got a 245,777 
vote uh, regist- voter registration lead in Pennsylvania, plus 120,548. In North Carolina, plus 92,656. In Iowa, plus 49,633. In Oklahoma, plus 56,500. In Nevada, plus 24,336. In Colorado, plus uh, 12,786. But in California, the Dems are up 193,256. So we know where the work needs to be done. And thank the good Lord that we have somebody like Scott Pressler out there traveling the country, making sure that the people get vote, uh, registered to vote and that they're registered to vote Republican and not Democrat. We're going to get Scott on the show here very soon. He's an old friend. I have not talked to him in a long time, but I think it's time that he comes on the show so that we can give him his honor for what he's done. Anyway, we'll be right back right after this. Yeah, we're definitely going to get Scott Pressler back on. If it wasn't for Scott, you would not see the numbers that you're seeing, especially in the great, wonderful state of Florida. If you guys could do me a favor and do another round of sharing at this point, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. I changed parties last week, sent in my paperwork. Registering as a Republican says this cap. So were you registered as an independent or a Democrat? I'm curious because if you were registered as a Democrat, I'd love to have that story. I would love to have that story. Christine says that's because all California Republicans are moving out. I did something to my hand, Terry says, and I can hardly type. Really swollen. Well, Terry, stop typing. Stop typing if it hurts. We know you're here. We love you, girl. Um, We were thrown off a flight because my husband's blue paper diaper mask fell off his nose twice before the flight took off. The stewardess reported him to the pilot, and the pilot said to throw us off the flight. You know, that's the problem, too, is with these pilots. They're acting just like these uh, brown shirt police that we supposedly back because we back the blue, but in the meantime, they're continuing to just screw us over a thousand times over. Finally, I can travel again, says Rival78. What a, Exactly, man. Exactly. It's good news all the way around. That's good news. Now, when we come back from this commercial break, we're not going to be hitting you with some good news. But again, we need to be aware. Okay? Awareness is half the battle. So, I want to jump over real quick to go to Getter because I know we haven't shouted anybody really out over on Getter. Hannah says, more than we can count. American girl. She must be talking to Amanda. Hannah says, I see it every day. I live in San Diego. Uh, Lovebug says it's mostly the far left swamp donkeys policies that don't align with what real Democrat policies are. No, you're 100% correct about that. Take a look at uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, Chuck Schumer is a loser. That's it. I agree. That's great. And Trump 45 for me says Scott Pressler is awesome. He sure is. He sure is. All right, folks, before we get back from this commercial, let's do our last round, another round of sharing, and then we will get right to it. And let's do that now. Here we go. And thank you very much for sticking around here on Live from America. It is not only the fastest uh, growing news station, but ladies and gentlemen, this might be the fastest growing show on Real America's Voice News. For a long time, people didn't even know there was a 10 o'clock show. It's kind of like a trial period. But we're here to stay now for a while, and I really want to see us jump to the top and be right there neck and neck with Bannon. So if you like the show and you're watching on Real America's Voice, please give Real America's Voice News a... um, an opinion on what you think of the show and what you would like to see 
uh, the growth of the show or how would you like to see the growth of the show, I would really appreciate that. Again, there's many ways to help out the show, too. We are not paid by Real America's Voice News. This is completely viewer-funded. So anything that you buy on JeremyHarrell.com, any promo code that you use for Mike Lindell, MyPillow, or, or PatriotFoods.com, the LFA Patriot code, that helps out as well. And there's always the good old-fashioned donation on JeremyHarrell.com. And I urge you to go over there, and if you find it uh, in your heart to uh, help the show out, by all means. It would be accepted great, uh, gratefully. So here we go. Now, you heard me in the beginning of the show talk about how the Supreme Court has been letting us down state by state, but it's been really fighting against Biden's ridiculous mask mandates and vaccine mandates and all the other crap, at least on a uh, national level. Well, here is a good example of them not sticking up for the people as the U.S. Supreme Court has rejected an appeal by fired New York City teachers over the vaccine dispute. Now, what I think this, why I think this is crazy is I understand that they're trying to let states run themselves. I get it, 100%. But if you're going to come out against vaccine mandates and you're going to come out against uh, mask mandates at a SCOTUS level when it comes to nationally, then why does that differ? Why does that differ from, from nationally, from state to state, when it comes to basically restricting people's freedoms? It's not, like it's, a, it's not like it's a state law about taxes or state taxes or anything like that. You're literally restricting people's freedoms and pursuit of happiness on a nationwide level by not siding with people on a state, on a state, uh, on a state level. So it's kind of, it's odd, and I understand why they're doing it. I just don't get it. I just don't think that should be the way. I think if you're going to rule one way, then that should be ruled the the same way you rule for everything when it comes to this kind of a serious issue anyway. But the U.S. Supreme Court has decided not to hear the lawsuit filed by four New York City public school teachers who got fired for refusing to get the COVID-19 experimental shot, claiming it violated their constitutional rights last February. Justice Sonia Sotomayor, an Obama appointee who oversees emergency applications for the second clerk or Second Circuit, excuse me, which includes Connecticut, New York, and Vermont, rejected the request to block New York City's vaccine mandate for teachers without comment. Of course, it was Sonia Mayor. Had it gone to the entire SCOTUS, probably would be a different story. The decision from the high court resulted in the termination of city employees who refused the experimental shot. New York City Mayor Eric Adams fired 1,430 city employees in in February, including 36 police officers, 25 firemen, 914 employees from the Department of Education. Now, before I go any further with the actual article, let me talk a little bit about this loser, Eric Adams. This guy might be a bigger, arrogant pile of crap than his predecessor, de Blasio. Matter of fact, de Blasio was an idiot, and everybody knew he was an idiot, and he knew he was an idiot. Mmm, french fries, mmm, burgers. You mean to tell me if I let you stick me with some experimental shot, I can get a free burger and some free french fries? That was de Blasio. The guy knew he was an idiot. This guy thinks he's all tough, puffs his chest out, talks with his stupid, ridiculous accent, and thinks that he is Lord King over New York City. To the point now where teachers and firefighters and police that he fired are literally following him wherever he goes and shaming him every time he comes in and out of a building. And he's so arrogant that he'll actually stop and argue with them. That's what kind of a piece of crap this guy is. And as soon as they throw something back at him, he says, well, I'm not talking to you, and walks away, takes his widow ball and goes home. Half these people, I would love to stick them in a, in a room for an hour with some toxic masculinity and see what comes out the other end. Probably the same pile of crap that went in the beginning. Long story short, folks, 
This guy, Eric Adams, he also said after he's firing police officers, after crime is running rampant, you know what he says? He says, well, if they would have just passed the For the People Act, there was money in there that went towards police officers. Um, you're firing police officers for not taking the vaccine that doesn't work to begin with, numbnuts. Hello? McFly? Is anyone home? Or is it just us in reality here? I'm sorry we don't live in little woketopia land where we run around jumping on rainbows and talking about things that don't exist while we're riding unicorns, having storybook hour with the next tranny at the library, but this is reality here. And the reality is you cannot fire police officers and then blame the rise in crime on the world. He says it's happening all over the world. Okay, well, what does that have to do with New York City? Well, crime is happening all over the world, and it's, and it's an uptick all over the world. Uh, you think that has anything to do with defund the police movements or Democrat-run cities there? I mean, the guy's truly a gem. He really is. The guy is a gem. New York City hates this guy more than they did de Blasio. Let's just say that. Anyway, the Supreme Court will not hear the teacher's appeal, and they will not hear it without even making a comment. They just said, nope. The justice has made no comment in rejecting the teacher's appeal with uh, challenge the city's vaccine mandate for its 148,000 employees. The same group of teachers failed last year to block the policy before it took effect. Supreme Court has permitted COVID vaccine mandates at the state and local level and has curbed federal authority to impose requirements. See again, conflict there, conflict. When, it's, when, when we're dealing with something this big, folks, you gotta stay true and you gotta stay uh, consistent. When you start jumping all over the world, jumping all over the place, like, I get it. People are going to come in and they're like, states right. States can do what they want. No, you're right. You are right. And I do agree with that. hundred percent. But when you're talking of something this broad with, that, that does affect you going from state to state and does affect your interstate travel, then we can have a little argument there. Don't you think? And speaking of know nothing losers who continuously put themselves out there that nobody wants to hear or watch far left PBS public broadcasting system has created a documentary praising stretch face Armstrong, Nancy Pelosi never once mentions her corruption, never once mentions her inside trading, never once mentions her failed policies over 140 years since she's been into politics that have completely destroyed America. No, no, no. Does not mention her $12,000 ice cream. Does not mention the fact that her winery has a gated community and nobody's allowed in. Remember when, remember when Laura Loomer and Ben Berkwam and Will Johnson dropped off illegals at Nancy Pelosi's winery and then got arrested for it? That was a boss move. That was a boss move right there. I really like that. But here, the biggest problem that we have in this country, folks, besides abortion and killing babies, is a fake news media. And, and thank God for Donald Trump for exposing that, 100%. Because the fake news media, without them, there would be no Democratic Party and no Democrat would ever win anything ever again. They wouldn't even win to clean up uh, around your house as a laborer. That's how, much, uh, that's how much the world would actually see them for who they are if the fake news did not prop them up. The fake news is constantly propping people up. And here's another thing. They will prop somebody up and make them America's sweetheart knowing that some stuff is coming down the pipeline, knowing that some stuff is about ready to, to, to destroy their political careers, they'll prop them up prior to and then go, well, how could they do this? It's just little old Nancy Pelosi. It's just little old Nancy Pelosi. Let's get into this story real quick. And, and have I ever mentioned to you that Nancy Pelosi's daughter, she did do a documentary called um, Outside the Bubble? for HBO, and they actually leased, HBO reached out to me, and leased the Build the Wall song for her documentary. 
And I wasn't going to do it at first until my record label was like, uh, all, all press is good press. That's what your guy Trump says, all press is good press. Why not let them lease your Build the Wall song for their anti-wall video? It would be perfect. So that did happen. However, let's get into this real quick. Um, PBS released a documentary that is so biased and so shocking. The Pelosi propaganda piece um, is now out and was reported first by Fox News. PBS Frontline is what it's called. Series released a documentary highlighting the career of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, which praised the seasoned lawmaker as railing against the white capitalist patriarchy system. Frontline filmmaker Michael Kirk produced Pelosi's Power, that's the name of the documentary, which was released in March, spent a majority of the 78 minutes praising the 82-year-old stretch face ice cream-eating California lawmaker, quote, a gripping and unprecedented look at the life and legacy of the first woman Speaker of the House, how she has gained and wielded power across three decades, and how she has handled grave challenges to her leadership and the American democracy, and we're a republic, from former President Donald J. Trump and his allies. Sounds riveting. Yay. Can't wait to watch it. Remind me to watch that right after I watched the Fauci documentary that was put out by National Geographic that got five viewers, okay? Long story short, if this was my movie, it would say something like, a gripping and unprecedented look at one of the worst plastic surgery jobs we've ever seen. That's right, drunk punch drunk Pelosi and her insider trading husband have railed against the American politician for the last three decades and used their corruption to stay in power for as long as as they can. Now that, that I would watch. Amen. Would you watch that too? Let me know in the comment section if you're watching on social media, if that would be something that you would be more interested in than the former. Woo! We're just getting started here on Live from America, folks. Thanks for watching. We'll be right back here on Real America's Voice News right after this. Stay tuned. Oh, what a loser documentary that must be. I bet people that like her won't even watch that. They're like, I'm not watching that. Hey, you want to come over tonight? We can put our pink hats on. We can paint our fingers and toenails to match from our parents' basement. We can watch a riveting documentary about Nancy Pelosi. Nah, I'm good. I'd rather go start a fire somewhere, destroy somebody's life, or cancel culture somebody. Or maybe we'll meet to somebody tonight. I don't know. Either way, we ought to have a lot of fun, huh? <laughs> what a bunch of know-nothing losers. I couldn't even imagine being like on the pins and needles for that documentary to come out. Pelosi's power. Calm down. Calm down. Pelosi's ice cream. I'd watch that. Amazing Grace says, totally would watch that. <laughs> See? No, now you guys are getting it. Now you guys are on the same page. Uh, Rona Mateo says, I'll do a hard pass on watching Stretch Face. No, I feel you. I'm the same way. I have a better documentary to watch. Watch the water. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not watched, watch the water that was put out by Stu Peters and his team. Definitely go watch it. Look, my wife has been talking about this very same subject that you'll see in Watch the Water for quite some time. Actually, my wife has been on top of this for a while. So, you know, it's definitely true and it's definitely amazing. You should go watch it. We're not going to talk much about it here on the show, but definitely go watch it. Jeremy, did you te- try the neck wrap? Well, of course I did. I literally put everything that you guys send me to use. Everything. Half the time it's in my recliner at home. 
<laughs> Nobody cares, Troy said. Amen, brother. Amen. Denise said she'd rather poke her eyes out <laughs> than watch Pelosi. Oh, American Patriot, I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna repeat what you said, but I do agree. That's funny. That is funny. All right. Let's come back from this and get into the next thing. From one to the other, folks, all around America. Here we go. Welcome back to Live from America here on the one and only Real America's Voice News. And I got to say, it's an honor to be here with you guys. I want to get into the next story because we're all about exposing corruption. We're all about exposing people who are not for you, the American person, the American mother, the American father, grandmother, granddaughter, son, daughter, brother, sister. Notice I'm using only two pronouns because of the only genders that exist. Who's really hurting America right now? Not only that, who is hurting in America right now? And I would bet financially anybody who makes less than $100,000 a year is hurting in America right now. I'm that one. Are you? Anybody who makes less than six figures is hurting in a way that they have not hurt in quite a while. Is that you? Watching in living rooms around the country. If that's you, raise your hand. If you are financially struggling right now, Raise your hand. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there's a reason for that. It's because Democrats are in charge, period. There's no nice way to put it. There's no, there's no way to sugarcoat it. That's it. When Democrats are in charge, you, the American worker, suffers more than anybody on the planet, period. Because as soon as they get there, they're taking it, period. Now, who are the ones hurting America? Well, we spend a lot of time talking about who's hurting America. And a month ago, I told you that because of the Russia-Ukraine conflict that we should not be in to begin with, right? We should be more focused on our southern border. We should be more focused on China or anybody else. I told you wheat prices and fertilizer prices were going to go through the roof. Did I not? Now, I talked to a gentleman who works for King Arthur Flower. You guys might know what King Arthur Flower is. You don't need to live in Vermont to know what King Arthur Flower is. But I spoke to a gentleman that goes to church with me um, about King Arthur Flower. He works there. He said, you would not believe the wheat prices and and what they've done. I said, oh, I believe it. I reported on it. I knew wheat prices were going to go through the roof, and I knew fertilizer uh, prices were going to go through the roof, especially nitrogen-based fertilizers. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? What in the heck is going on when the Union Pacific Railroad has begun restricting rail shipments of nitrogen-based fertilizer during spring planting season? It's almost like People are working against us right here in this very own in our very own country to keep us down. Now, this was also reported on Tucker Carlson's show, and I'd like to take a little bit from that and expand on it. In early March, Tucker on Fox News had invited Iowa corn and soybean farmer Ben Reinchy, Rein, uh, I think that's his name, on his top-rated program to discuss the massive inflation that we were about to see in food prices here at home. According to Reinsche, grocery prices may increase up to up to $1,000, increase $1,000 a month because of Russia's sanctions on fertilizer. Now, this is something we and other people have been talking about for quite some time. Quote, it's embarrassing how little people actually know about fertilizer. What it means, tell us the implications of this sanction, Tucker asked him. He then went on to say soaring fertilizer prices are likely to spike food prices. Well, we know that's the case. If you're upset that gas is up a dollar or two a gallon, wait until your grocery bill is up $1,000 a month, and it may not manifest itself in terms of price. It could be quantity as well. Empty shelf syndrome must be starting. And then Tucker goes on to say, I'm sorry, I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. $1,000 a month? 
Sure, the price of growing my crops or the major crops, corn, soybeans, wheat, rice, cotton, they're all up 30 to 40%. He said they are on my farm, and most of it is fertilizer. Nitrogen prices are up three times from the left uh, fr- from the uh, the left the left crop we put in phosphorus and potassium have doubled but now this ready for this in all of that a leading manufacturer of hydrogen and nitrogen products was informed union pacific rail lines were reducing and limiting shipments of fertilizer during the planting season this year now who made this decision that's what we want to know who made the decision to do this incredibly stupid move that's going to hurt our farmers and then ultimately us even more. It's almost like they have had this figured out with the supply chain coming from uh, other countries all the way down to even farms while Bill Gates buys every farm in the world. CF Industry Holdings, a leading global manufacturer of hydrogen and nitrogen products, informed customers it serves by Union Pacific Rail Lines that railroad-mandated shipping reductions would result in nitrogen fertilizer shipment delays during the spring application season and that it would be unable to accept new rail sales involving Union Pacific for the foreseeable future. The company understands that it is one of only 30 companies to face these restrictions. CF Industries ships to customers via Union Pacific Rail Lines, primarily from its Donaldsville complex in Louisiana and its Port Neal complex in Iowa. The rail lines serve key agricultural areas such as Iowa, Illinois, Nebraska, Kansas, Texas, California, and others. Products that will be affected include nitrogen fertilizers such as urea and urea ammonium nitrate, as well as diesel exhaust fluid, and emissions control product required for diesel trucks. CF Industries is the largest producer of urea, UAN, and DEF in North America and in its Donaldsville complex is the largest single product, uh, production facility for the products in North America. The timing of this action by the Union Pacific Railroad could not come at a worse time for farmers, and that was said by Tony Will, the president and chief executive officer of CF Industry Holdings. Quote, not only will fertilizer be delayed by these shipping restrictions, but additional fertilizer needed to uh, complete spring applications may be unable to reach farmers at all. By placing this arbitrary restriction on just a handful of shippers, Union Pacific is jeopardizing farmers' harvests and increasing the cost of food for consumers. Now, when the Union Pacific was reached out to to talk about why this was happening, they had no response. So they're just literally cutting farmers off from much-needed fertilizer, and they won't even give you a reason why. I can tell you the reason why. Look no further than, than Pete Buttigieg. Look no further than Joe Biden. Look no further than the left who is willing to cut you off from everything and every opportunity and every option as they move towards potential new lockdowns and potential digital currency before the midterms. Yes, you heard me correctly, ladies and gentlemen. Before the midterms, they want you to rely on them for literally everything. That whole talk about going and becoming Venezuela, that whole talk from the conservatives and from the right, you know, the tinfoil hat wearers about how they're trying to slowly transform us into a communist state. There's no longer slow, ladies and gentlemen. It's no longer slow because Donald Trump destroyed their plans and took four years off their ultimate plan. So they got to get it in and they got to get it in quick. They've got to get it in quick. And that's what they're trying to do. 
There's no reason that all of this would be happening like dominoes if there wasn't a strategic plan for all of this. Now, somebody said, can it be trucked? That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that because we did not get an answer from Union Pacific Railroad when, and when they were reached out to for a reason why they're stopping this. So I don't know. But I will look into this. I will talk about this. Somebody said they already heard this. Uh, yeah, because we have been talking about it for quite a while. And uh, now we're just trying to figure out why Union Pacific would actually stop, would actually reduce the, sh- the, uh, the shipments of this. It just doesn't make any sense. Now, before we go to this next commercial break, I want to move from that to the clueless clucking hens of the view. Okay, especially after Easter. The clueless clucking hens of the view. They don't seem to understand really anything about anything, really, when it comes down to the brass tacks and facts of things. They only understand what they read on their teleprompters, but they understand even less when it comes to the Bible, okay? Because Joy Behar and the other clucking hens on the view not only don't know anything about the Bible, but they love to make a mockery of the Bible, And that's where I draw the line, is making a mockery of the Bible. But I want to show you how incredibly ignorant these people are when it comes to talking about things that they they know nothing about, which means they should not be talking about them, period. Watch this. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Sorry about that, folks. Sorry about that noise. Don't know what happened there. Let's see if we can uh, bring that video back up. That was the most... You know what that sounded like? That sounded like Nancy Pelosi screaming. Oh, just nails on a chalkboard. Let's see if we can pull that video back up if we can. I don't quite know what happened there. But you know what? When you're trying to hear the women of The View talk, that's exactly what you hear. A bunch of screeching and, 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 and screaming. Um, doesn't look like we're going to be able to get that video working for you guys. Maybe it is. Let's, let's try one more time here. Here we go. Made a speech at the University of Virginia yesterday, billed as, quote, how to save America from the woke left. Yes. He claimed that the cure for cancel culture is freedom and took some pointed questions from students in attendance. Let's watch it. If one of your children came out to you as gay, how would you respond? What would you tell them? I'd look them in the eye and tell them I love you. I believe marriage was ordained by God and instituted in the law, but we live in a pluralistic society. And the way we go forward and the way we come together as a country united, I believe, is when we respect your right to believe and my right to believe what we believe. Blah, blah, blah. He was noncommittal about whether he plans to run for president in 2024, but it seems like he's dipping his little toe in the water there, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I'll say that um, I will jump right in. Um, yeah. I, wor- I worked for Mike Pence for, for many years. and yeah. um, I. I- my experience with him is he is a kind, loving, wonderful man. I know that there's many people who have issues with some of his... I have met him, and I would go along with that. He's um, very nice. Well, I don't say, like his ideas and his policy, but he, as a person, it seems yes. lovely. I and say. I will say yes. this. So I still advise a number of Republicans, um, and one issue that I have... To, or two issues I've told them, across the board, you will lose the younger generation, 35 and down, is if you do not come around on marriage equality and climate change. The country's mind is made up. I'm someone who believes you can can believe what you want in your church. I'm Episcopalian. I have certain beliefs in my church, but it is the law of the land that you can marry who you love, and that is a good thing. What about thing. the law of God? And I see a little bit. I, I watched that hmm. clip, and I'm like, Mike Pence might be coming around a little bit. Um, I, I, well, I'd be curious. Uh, I mean, Julia has a personal story yeah, related I mean, to this. Listen you to know, this. First of all, I have a daughter who came out and has a beautiful girlfriend. 
Had I stayed in the world that I lived in, she would be married off to a man in what is being called this traditional marriage. I left You were in the Hasidic community. Yeah, I was in the oh, yeah. uh, Haredi, black hat, yeshivish community. Mm -hmm. And honestly, what I would say to that is he should go to Muncie. Mm -hmm. Because those are the things that apply in Muncie, you know, where... Muncie is a big Orthodox a big, Jewish community. Right, it's a big Orthodox yes. Jewish community. And to me... Listen to this here. Having the right to choose who you want to be and not being made to feel shame mm -hmm. is what democracy is. Well, and I who decided right here. that yeah. a traditional marriage is a man and a woman? Who came up with this plan? Well, everything that exists my... in nature... Right, people say it's unnatural, but isn't everything that exists in nature, homosexuality by definition, is, is natural? But is homosexuality even mentioned in the Bible? Okay, let's it stop is. it right there. She said, who even came up with this? Who came up with this marriage is between a man and a woman? Well, God. God did. And then Joy Bayar goes to say, well, I don't think homosexual is even in the Bible, is it? Well, God does say that marriage is reserved for a man and a woman. God also says you are not to have sexual relations outside of marriage. And God also says you should save sex for marriage. And that sexual sin outside of a man and a woman married is sexual sin. That means anything. Anything. So God says that. Joy Behar, maybe you should know that before you say, I don't even think it says anything about um, homosexuals in the Bible. No, it might not say that exact word, Joy Behar, but that shows your ignorance. That shows exactly your ignorance. Anyway, we're going to take this last commercial break. A lot of people said that crazy noise we heard was a lot better than listening to the women of The View. And I don't disagree with that. We'll be right back to close out the show right after this. Stay tuned. I don't disagree with that. Not a single bit. Who even made that rule anyway? I don't know, God. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a big deal. And then you got that other Republican there, that lady there. I don't even know her name. She's like, well, I've been working. I still work for a number of Republicans. I told them you're going to lose 35 down because the country's made up its mind. It's the law of the land. And this is what America wants. No, this is what you have shoved down Americans' throats. Look, having uh, sexual... Uh, immorality is no different than hating somebody. It's no different than stealing from somebody. Sin is sin. So don't think that we as Christians are coming after you because of your lifestyle of being gay. That's not what it is whatsoever. Sin is sin. One sin isn't worse than another one, period. It is what it is. The reason why we're talking about it all the time is because it's all you losers talk about. All you idiots talk about is sex, 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 five-year-old sex, six-year-old sex, 50-year-old sex, 140-year-old sex. What kind of sex do you have? What kind of person are you? Well, that's pretty much about, depends on what kind of sex you have. Sex, 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 sex. That's all they talk about. They define their entire beings off what sex they like to have. That's how sick these people are. So yes, if you're going to talk about sex every single day of your life, then we're going to talk about it too. Remember, we're not coming after you because you chose to have a sexual sinful life. We're not coming after you for anything. We're telling you God's law. You choose to follow it or not. We'd like you to. It is what it is. Let's come back from this commercial and, and, and finish it out. Welcome back to Live from America, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I want to make sure that I let everybody know, again, Christians aren't coming after the world because of their sexual, immoral sin. 
Sin is sin, period. We talked about this on the commercial break. Sin is sin. The reason why we're talking about it and explaining that God's rules and laws are God's rules and laws is because the left can't talk about anything but sex. Their entire world, their life, their family, their everything is based off what kind of sex they like to have. So if that's all you want to talk about, then we're going to tell you what our Jesus says about it. And if you don't like it, oh, well, stop crying about it. Anyway, let's move on to this last story real quick. If you're a person out there who has not cared at all about the Twitter Elon Musk story, I beg you to take another look because I've been telling you for a while it has a lot more to do with our fight than you think it does. It has nothing to do with Twitter. It has nothing to do with Elon Musk. And it has nothing to do with a social media company or a poison pill or a hostile takeover. It has everything to do with winning this battle. And I want to tell you, if this wasn't so important to freedom, if this wasn't so important to our fight, then why has the Department of Justice and the SEC now, why have they gotten involved and launched a joint investigation on Elon Musk saying and claiming that he's attempting his hostile takeover by doing market manipulation? They're saying by because of his tweets and his cryptic tweets and things that he might do that it drove the price this way or that way so he could buy it at a discounted rate and then try to return and sell it for money. The guy doesn't need money. He's the richest man in the world. But the fact that the DOJ and the SEC are now involved, that should show red flags for you. That should throw them high up in the air. And that should let you know everything you need to know about this fight. Literally, Elon Musk is trying to take Twitter and Facebook away from the federal government. Not Facebook yet, but you know where this is going. There's one man out there using his billions to take the power away from the federal government when it comes to the flow of information in this world, and they don't like it. So you know that you're on the right side of history when you're rooting for Elon Musk and all of this. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for Live from America tonight. Remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for watching tonight. Let's experience a rebirth of America together. Have a good night. See you later, folks.